Hey, podcast listeners, what you're about to listen to is an episode that Kaylin did with the 81st Miss Howard uh, during Howard Homecoming. It's a really good episode. It's concise, straight to the point, but there are a lot of things that and a lot of takeaways that you're going to get out of this. Hope you enjoy. All right. So really, we just going to get into it. So this is another HBCU audio experience podcast episode and today i have a special guest we are here live at howard with the one the only the miss 81st howard university (laughs) you feel me devastating diva of delta sigma (laughs) theta sorority incorporated how you doing i'm great that's good that's good all right so we really just gonna hop into it we know there's a lot going on with homecoming so Mm -hmm. yeah we're just gonna ask you first to give a little bit of your background um so I'm, well, my name is Kyla Cole. I'm a senior public relations and English and theater arts administration double minor from Montgomery, Alabama. And yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Alabama. So what made you choose Howard University? That's a, that's a long trip. Yeah. So I always knew that I wanted to go to a HBCU. It was just a matter of finding the one that was right for me. Okay. Um, and then I remember I took a tour of Howard University and my tour guide was a biochemical engineering major and I was like oh my goodness like she's so smart and everybody that she introduced me to had like crazy majors too and I was like oh my goodness like this is exactly what black excellence like this this represents black excellence um and that's exactly what I wanted in my life um not to mention like everybody that she introduced us to were super close and like they they knew each other and there was like a familial um, environment on Howard's campus, and I was like, "This, ha- I have to be here. Like, I, I literally have no other choice." And it's literally like when people say that they felt at home when they stepped foot on their campus. That's exactly how I felt. Okay, okay, yeah, that's real. That's the mm-hmm. same reason why I chose my HBCU. Yeah. I think that being able to be around a whole bunch of Black excellence is mm-hmm. very, very inspiring, especially when you're trying to find yourself and who you are, what you right. want to be. Absolutely. So, all right. So the next question I wanted to ask is. How exactly did you get the idea of running for Miss Howard University? That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Not only is is you being a figure for the school, but the school that you're at, that's like the cream of the crop. So <laughs> yeah. what was um, that about? So I actually like just posted my little testimony story. So nobody really knew why I did like everybody knew that I wanted to be Miss Howard, but nobody just knew like the day when I decided that I was gonna actually go for it. Um, because I, I was honestly scared. Like, I was like, you know, I know people, but I don't know, like, a lot of people. Pageants are kind of, like, a lot. Um, and I was kind of trying to decide whether it was for me or if I should just let it be for somebody else type situation. So, um, I prayed on it. And I remember my dad actually, my, my dad actually just won, is the first black mayor of Montgomery, Alabama. Oh my um, that gosh. actually just happened. Whoa. Um, but I remember when he sat me down and told me that he wanted to run for mayor. And um, he was like, yeah, no, change is so important. And like, if, we, if it's not us, then who's it going to be? Um, and so once he decided that and I was like, okay, like that's kind of a big step. Like you really want to be mayor? And he was like, yeah, so what are you going to do to make a change on your campus? And I was like, well, I guess like if you're going to be mayor, then I guess <laughs> like I don't have any excuse at this point to not run for, not even I got to keep up, but just like for him to show me that strength and courage, like I realized that 
I can't just back down from something because it looks scary or like it seems like it's going to be really hard. Like I really have to go in for it full force, especially if I feel like um, I have something to impact. Like when you see a need and you know that you can fulfill the need, like why not go for it? Um, and if it's for you, it won't pass you. And so I was like, you know, I might as well try. If it doesn't happen, then it just doesn't happen. But at least I put myself out there and I knew that um, what I was passionate about was worthy of any defeat, any downfall. And that, you know, I will never be led into anything that I'm not supposed to be in. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. That's real. And you were also online while you were campaigning and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So I that that's another question in itself. Like, how did you balance both of those? Like, those are two huge priorities right there. Yeah. So um, a planner. <laughs> I wrote everything down, even down to like when I was gonna eat, um, and then also like having a support system. So having friends that like would check up on me and everything. Like, even if they didn't know like everything that I was going through, just like even if it was. Like, can't, like, I had two different support groups. I had people that were supporting me, like, my line sisters and my pro fights. And then um, I had people that were supporting me in terms of, like, my campaign. So I had, like, a good balance of no matter where I went, I had people that were, like, concerned about me. And that were like, okay, Kyla, like, I can tell you haven't slept in a couple of days. Like, you kind of look like you haven't eaten. Maybe you need some water. Like, here's a bottle of water type situation. Um, and so having people that love you, support you, around you all the time, and being open with people in the sense of, like, knowing that you, So I was so passionate about being Miss Howard that people didn't want me to fail. So when people didn't want me to fail, it was like, all right, what can we do to make this work? I know that it seems like you're going through something, but I'm not going to ask any questions. <laughs> but, like, we going to make it work regardless um, because I, I came to Howard with my goals. And at this point, like, I've... I've done everything that I said I was going to do. No, that you definitely accomplished a lot. <laughs> and no, I, I definitely get you, especially trying to go for something big. It's always important to have a really strong support group mm -hmm. behind you. So the next question I wanted to ask you is, since you have become Miss Howard University, what have you been trying to do with your position? Like, What are some of the initiatives or priorities that you put on your top of the list, you know, as being Miss Howard? Okay, yeah. Um, my biggest thing, like, I'm very passionate about mental health and the healing processes of the African-American community. Um, so that's been something that has been really important to me. So that's something that um, I've done a lot with on this campus. Like, my uh, platform as Miss School of Communications was um, it's time to heal. And so working through and showing everybody, like, all the avenues of healing processes. So whether it be yoga, um, journaling, um, poetry, whatever you could think of. And I did an event on each one of those things um, to make sure, and even like traveling. So having like a um, study abroad situation so that people can know that like sometimes it's your environment. So when you travel away, then um, you learn more about yourself, especially like sometimes being alone is like the best way for you to learn about yourself. Like it might be hard, but like you learn like what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. And that is a very powerful thing. Um, and so as Ms. Howard, I've been working to continue that and to continue like our healing as Howard University and um, in terms of our school spirit, in terms of um, our community efforts of like being there for each other, making sure that, um, yeah, we pop out when we walk to class, but like, are we checking in on each other? Like, are we making sure that like when we're going to class, like, are we checking to make sure that the students that aren't in class, like, are we kind of like, hey, like. Are you not going to class because you're depressed or are you not going to class because you just don't want to go to class? And if you're not going to class for either reason, we need to figure out a way to get you in class. That's um, so having that support system and everything like that, that that's what I that's what I do.
Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's really strong. Like, mental health, like, that's something that's been unspoken within the black community yeah. for, like, some decades Absolutely. now. That's really powerful right there. Yeah. Okay. And it really took me to go through it for me to be like, all right, like, how can we make this a change? Because, you know, I've been through a lot in my life, and I realized that I'm not the only person that did. But when I felt like I was... I was like broken completely and I was like okay like I'm alone in this I can't talk to anybody because nobody will understand but once I started speaking up I realized that like testimonies can actually like save lives in the sense that's real yeah that's real okay well that that was that was good we gonna we gonna push it a little <laughs> bit more towards something else but not for real that's real mm-hmm. um the next thing I wanted to ask you is of course we're out at homecoming right now yeah. and we were just talking about you know people popping up for class absolutely I've, I've noticed that since i've been here it's a huge fashion show everywhere i go absolutely everybody <laughs> try to flex and stunt like i really see like how is homecoming is a real deal mm-hmm. like how has your experience really been with homecomings compared to other hbcus like what makes howard's homecoming so unique to bring in so many people every year? I think Howard's homecoming is like all about the legacy. So like yeah. people want to come to Howard's homecoming off the strength that it's Howard's homecoming. Like, right. and then that makes it fun because it's like, you know, you could put anybody on the stage. You could play any type of music. Um, and I think that's something that all of the HBCU homecomings have in common is that like, honestly, a lot of us are bringing the same people to homecoming, but it's a matter of like that community effort and like all of us coming together and being like, wow, like I haven't seen you in years. Like alumni come back deep. And so, like, knowing that you have that presence and um, other schools come, like, from miles and miles away to all be together. And it's just really cool. Like, it's not something that happens at everybody's homecoming. I really wish it, it was, but, you know, some homecomings fall on the same weekends and things like that. And different things happen, and so you can't make it to everybody's. But it definitely is. Um, it's literally all about the community, the people, the um, the hype, like, yeah. you know. And then people, like, we take it really seriously. Like, when um, Yard Fest happens tomorrow, there's going to be people out in heels, in the grass. Like, you know, we take it very seriously. It's literally a fashion show. Um, But it's also, like, a really good time. You get to meet a whole bunch of people that you never thought that you would meet. And you, you know, have conversations. You listen to the music. And it's just great. Like, it's a great energy is probably the best thing, best word for it. That's real. It's definitely huge. I, I definitely see that. Mm-hmm. It's lit. And it's it's not even sundown yet. Right. They're prepping, they're prepping it now. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. The only thing that I wanted to ask you last is, you know, you said that you really was inspired since you were younger to go to an HBCU. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go ahead and ask you, what has, well, what is being an HBCU grad mean to you exactly? How big is it? You know, it's um, a tough one, but yeah, you know, the impact of HBCUs like transcends everything, and um, it kind of like touches my heart. Like I kind of get a little emotional about it when I think about like the fact that um, HBCUs are kind of like people are seeing them as less and less important as time goes on. Um, but I, I literally found myself in my HBCU, like we were talking about that earlier, right. um, that there's no one that'll love, there's no university that'll love you like HBCU, That's that'll fair. treat you as family rather than a number that like when you're going through things like, so they'll be like, okay, well, why didn't you go to class? But then they'll actually be like, okay, but why didn't you go to class? Like what is actually going on? Let's get to the root of the problem. Like let's like to have people that are doing great and pushing you to be great. Like one thing that I always say is like, 
if you're anywhere around me, like you have no excuse but to be great. And I say that at Howard, outside of Howard. Um, and the reason why I say that is because like we go to, we have such amazing experiences. Like um, even the macro, like we had the Macro Ventures Summit on Howard, like at Howard University's campus. Unfortunately, I had to miss it, but I worked with them. Um, in terms of making it happen and it was a big opportunity that nobody gets to have and there's different things that we have like the Moreland Spring Arts Center like nobody get, like nobody else has that and like different opportunities that we have on Howard's campus that you would never not even Howard's campus but just HBCUs in general like you don't get that anywhere else you don't get this family you don't get people that will sacrifice their last to make sure that you're good and you do the exact same for them um and knowing that like these are not just students that I go to class with these are literally my brothers and sisters um and as alumni we're gonna you know be in alumni associations and we're gonna love each other forever and also like the opportunities of you can literally join anything like (laughs) I did a lot last semester and I couldn't have done it without the support of everybody and I wouldn't I don't I really truly think that I wouldn't have I wouldn't have and I wouldn't have been able to do it anywhere else that's real all right well that pretty much concludes our interview thank you so hey. much for being our of guest course. Yes, it's such an honor and <laughs> I'm I, glad it's things like this that keep awareness up for real that's yeah. what we do it for that's what we do it for absolutely and that wraps up our episode of the HBCU audio experience Yay! <laughs> All right. Perfect. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you haven't visited our website yet, please do. It's hbcugraduates.com. We post on our blog usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, sometimes even more than that. If you haven't visited us on Instagram, you're missing probably 16 pieces of content per day. Uh, That's HBCU grad. Facebook uh, is pretty much the same content. As Instagram, uh, Snapchat, we post some different things. Twitter, we're really getting active on Twitter. Also, our YouTube channel is really starting to take off a little bit. So uh, you can see some long form things on there. And then uh, LinkedIn is a great place to see some more in-depth content that we create. But the one I really want to tell you about is TikTok. TikTok is something that we're really focusing on, something that we plan to put a lot of energy on. So if you aren't on TikTok, get on TikTok and follow us at HBCU Grads. Have a good day and thanks for listening.